1: Welcome back to The Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll free 800-610-7035. Email exxon at com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And our website where you can listen to The Exxon 724-365 is com. My guest this hour is a gentleman who is very well known throughout the UFO community. His name is Norio Hayakawa. Uh, he's led one of, one of the most noted one man crusades to reveal the true nature of the UFO scenario and how research being conducted inside Area 51 is being done to gain control over humanity by the sinister forces of the New World Order. Norio has spent countless hours camped out near Area 51, and has been repeatedly harassed by civilian authorities and a private organization hired by the military to do their dirty work. Norio has been a UFO researcher-investigator since 1961. In 1990, he established the Civilian Intelligence Network, a Citizens Oversight Committee on Government Accountability, a grassroots watchdog group established to help ensure liberty, justice, and freedom of information for all. The website that we're promoting tonight for Norio is facebook.com forward slash area51.us. Joining me now is Norio Hayakawa. And Norio, welcome to the X Zone.
0: Thank
2: you very much, Rob, for having me here uh, tonight in your uh,
1: great program. Thank you, sir. Uh, Norio, you and I have been communicating before we went to air tonight, and we've been talking before we went to air. And you'd like to share something with the worldwide nation tonight.
2: Well, I would like to share uh, the fact that as of this date, that means today, right now as I'm speaking, I have decided to just depart from this field of ufology uh, for good. In other words, this broadcast or this interview would be my last one of any kind and uh i like to use this opportunity to let the people know that i have been investigating U- UFOs since 1961 and it's a fascinating field but after more than 53 years of research uh i have come to the conclusion that i was chasing something that i can get hold not hold on and uh, uh and uh <laughs> I decided to spend the rest of my life doing more um, positive things. And uh, uh, so this is the reason why I am abandoning uh, all my uh, research, uh, or actively at least.
1: 53 years investigating UFOs, extraterrestrials, what is going on at Area 51. And you're going to be missed, my friend. Because you've done a lot of valuable work over the years, and people know and respect you and your work, so I can, I can, I'm sure I can speak for everyone around the world. Where, when I say that you are going to be missed,
2: well, thank you very much. In fact, I have no more knowledge about this phenomenon than when I started in 1961. That's my honest truth. Wow, and uh, I can say that I have never. Ever been any kind of expert on UFOs? I never have ever claimed that I was an expert on UFOs, and I believe that, uh, of course, some people may think that I have done a lot, but actually, I have not uh, contributed anything as far as I'm concerned in this uh, strange field, and uh, but I don't regret all these years uh, that uh, I have uh, involved myself in this very fascinating uh, field, which I consider to be very important from Mm -hmm. the standpoint of uh, human nature and human psychology. I have learned a lot about human nature and psychology, but I have not learned anything about the UFO phenomenon.
1: Norio, please stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. We'll be right back. Exonation, Nation, our special guest this hour on his farewell broadcast is Norio Hayo Hayakawa. Now, he said that he learned nothing. He feels he hasn't contributed anything. I disagree with him. He's a very humble person. Because if he hadn't, Area 51 Facebook page would not be the largest page on Facebook, about Area 51, as it is. Once again, if you'd like to um, visit Norio's Facebook page, it's facebook.com forward slash area51.us. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we talk to Norio Hayakawa this hour about Area 51, extraterrestrials, UFOs, and much more. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The and We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes. Don't go away. Exo Nation Norio Hayakawa is our special guest this hour. Facebook.com forward slash area fifty one. US is the website to go to. And um Norio, you've you've camped outside Area fifty one, you've you know you you you've been harassed by civilian authorities as well as the private organization that has been hired by the government to do their dirty work. Why after fifty three years are you calling it quits?
2: Well, I came to the conclusion that well, uh, I'm talking about ufology mm-hmm. in general, not sure. about every 51 uh, which is a different subject, but uh, I have come to the conclusion that uh, I have not gotten anywhere in ufology. Um, and uh, during my 53 years of research, I have uh, interviewed hundreds and hundreds of witnesses mm-hmm. on UFO sightings. I interviewed many, many, many people who claim to have been abducted. I visited many locations of interest uh, throughout the United States Mm -hmm. and uh, I even uh, traveled to South America. But as I told you, uh, my conclusion is that uh, this is just like a study about God. Like I told you, I am not an expert on UFOs. uh, Because uh, if you say one is an expert on UFOs, it's almost like saying that one person is an expert on God. Right. Because this is a subject matter that nobody has uh, come uh, to any conclusion. Uh, The phenomenon seems to be real, no question about it. Uh, But uh, when you come to the uh, main issue, uh, we have not seen any any Uh, dramatic evidence of any physical extraterrestrial visitation and uh, that's my honest uh, opinion. Now, the question is, do I believe in extraterrestrials? Yes. Yes! I'm sure that extraterrestrials are there somewhere in space Mm -hmm. and uh, I believe firmly that most likely we are not the only intelligent species In this whole cosmos. However, that's a totally different question when the question is addressed as to whether we have ever been visited by extraterrestrial entities in extraterrestrial physical uh, spacecraft of any kind. And that's where I stand with my conclusion uh, that uh, which is that I am very skeptical about this. Now, I'm not skeptical about other topics, uh, about, uh, uh you know, which are popular mm-hmm. in today's ufology, namely underground bases, including uh, Area 51 and the alleged Dulce Underground Base, allegedly right next to uh, Dulce, New Mexico. Now, Uh, What I mean is that I believe that uh, underground bases are fact, and it's part of uh, America's military uh, uh, strategy to create Mm -hmm. underground uh, levels in uh, military bases. That's common sense, especially with the rise of uh, satellite technology and so on. Right. It's uh, common sense, so uh, I don't... Uh, deny that there are underground bases, military bases, but again, when it comes to another issue, that is, do I believe in any underground alien bases on earth, I'm highly skeptical. I'm also highly skeptical about the supposition that all these bases, such as Area 51 and uh, well, NORAD in Colorado and Los Alamos in New Mexico and the alleged Dulce Base in New Mexico are all connected underground by a huge network of tunnels. I am uh, kind of skeptical about that, even though I believe that there are underground tunnels connecting various Technical areas, for example, inside uh, or under Los Alamos National Laboratory, mm-hmm. but I am skeptical about the intercon- intercontinental underground tunnel systems.
1: One of the most famous cases surrounding the underground uh, base or the dump, uh, deep underground military um, bases, are is the. The conspiracy or the case surrounding Philip Schneider. Now, on TV a couple of weeks ago, in uh, there's a show called Hangar One. Uh, they did a they did a, a segment on Philip Schneider where he was apparently in an underground base near Dulce in New Mexico, uh, and he ran into a group of aliens that uh, that uh, were in this underground base. I agree with you uh, when it comes to the the existence of extraterrestrials. I agree with you that there is a lot of skepticism and statements being made that are unsubstantiated by by anything concrete. So why do you think Norio that these cases, like the sub, the case of Philip Schneider? Who there are those who believe he was he he was murdered and uh, he actually had encounters with extraterrestrials and so on. Why do you think these 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 cases live on?
2: Well, actually, there's a need for humanity to hold on to some belief. Mm-hmm. It's part of human nature, and uh, there are many 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 stories that have been imagined by lots of people, uh, especially in the field of ufology. It's a psychological uh, need for somebody to create a story, uh, and most of these stories are based on personal accounts. And personal accounts, no matter how reliable it can be, is still just personal accounts of individuals. And uh, in case of Phil Schneider, I am very skeptical of his claims Mm -hmm. uh, because, not only uh, because I have not seen any concrete physical documentary evidence whatsoever about his uh, uh, purported uh, involvement with the government and so on, Uh, I am very skeptical, not only that, because, but uh, uh, I have talked to... uh, a person, uh, Charles uh, Wright, uh, who knows uh, Phil Schneider's brother, and Phil Schneider's brother confirmed to him that Phil Schneider has had uh, an illness, a psychological illness. In fact, he told my friend that uh, his brother, uh, namely Phil Schneider, had a a kind of a self-inflicting uh, sickness, psychological sickness, and he has had a tendency to inflict himself. And uh, um, but uh, the main thing is that he he just uh, just felt like, well, maybe he thinks he's speaking reality, mm-hmm. but it's a induced reality. Whether he induced it on himself or not, I, I don't know. Or he could have been uh, uh, manipulated or mind-controlled by somebody or some group, or I don't know, to create this story.
1: Now, I've seen videos, uh, both on YouTube and those that have been sent here to us, where where Philip Schneider shows uh, a scar on his chest that he claims he received from a weapon that the extraterrestrials discharged at him. How do we explain this?
2: Well, I'm sure that there are uh, prosaic answers, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, the conclusion about Phil Schneider is that uh, a friend of mine, uh, who who no longer is here, the late Gabe Valdez, Mm -hmm. who used to be the New Mexico State Patrol officer in charge of Dulce, New Mexico, for many years, he... uh, Investigated the field Schneider's uh, the uh, death, and uh, he got in touch with the coroner and all that, and he has a document, and his son Greg Valdez also has a document uh, stating that uh, this was uh, a suicide and not a murder, mm-hmm. uh, and that's all I can say. Plus, uh, his wife uh was uh, definitely claiming uh, for some kind of a, a, a policy. Right. You know, uh, Insurance. Packages, and her uh, main interest was uh, financial uh, uh, benefit.
1: Sure, because if it was and, a suicide, but, the policy but, oh, wouldn't pay. I, I
2: hate to talk about these things because mm-hmm. uh, it's irrelevant to what I have been saying. That, first of all, I have not seen any physical credible, tangible evidence of any extraterrestrial uh, alien uh, entities in extraterrestrial physical spacecraft of any kind. Uh, Nowhere I haven't seen any uh, proof about that. So (laughs) why should I go into the subject of uh, extraterrestrial uh, confrontation or Mm -hmm. conflagration under the supposed uh, underground base in Dulce, New Mexico. I have no interest in that kind of a, a thing.
1: I, you know, I understand and I and I agree with you fully, because when I was able to do the research that we did here, one of the f- red flags that that we first noticed was you know was the wife's interest in changing the uh, the coroner's report, because like you said, suicide, you don't get paid your insurance where murder or a questionable death you do. Great having you with us. I look forward to the rest of the hour with you, Norio. Please stand by. ExoNation, our guest this hour is Norio Hayakawa. This is his final radio broadcast when it comes to uh, Area 51. He's retiring after 53 years, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of interviews. He's done research on Area 51. He's done research on underground bases. He's done research on uh, Roswell, New Mexico. And the list goes on. When we come back from our news break on the other side of this news break with some words from our fine sponsors, we'll continue. In fact, I'm going to ask Norio. Two questions. Number one, his opinion on Area 51. And number two, because of his extensive research into Area 51, what's the truth behind Bob Lazar? This is the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates worldwide. We'll be back on the other side of this very short break with the news as Norio Hayakawa and I continue talking about UFOs, aliens, Area 51, and much more. Check out uh, Norio on Facebook, like him on Facebook, at facebook.com, area51.us. Don't go away. ExoNation, don't forget we have an online petition at www.StopEbolaPetition.com. What we want to do is stop people from entering Canada or re-entering Canada from the hotspot African nations where Ebola is either suspected or there are confirmed cases. Now, this isn't just for visitors. I'm talking about Canadians coming back, too, until this threat has been eradicated totally, I believe, and I'm hearing a lot of great things from our other, uh, our other affiliates around the world where they think this is a great idea. Just shut the borders down to these people until the bull has been eradicated. Now, I know I've been called a racist by some members of the media. I don't think I'm a racist. I'm not a racist. I have never been a racist. What I am is I'm a proud Canadian who wants to make sure that Canada is strong and free. I understand that these people, because they're Canadians, have the right to come back in. But when it comes to national security, or if it comes to bringing in an illness, a virus, I think that this is where we draw the line. I'm sorry, this is what I believe. And when you sign our petition at www.stopabolapetition.com, it automatically goes to the Prime Minister of Canada, Stephen Harper, the Director, uh, the Minister of Public Safety, Stephen Blaney. It also goes to members of Parliament. All they can do is say, well, geez, you know what? We're not interested. But what we can do as citizens is we the people. It's not I the person. It's we the people. www.stopebolapetition.com. Norio hayek is our special guest this hour, and his website is facebook.com forward slash area51.us. Norio, Bob Lazar, what's the real story?
2: Well, the real story is this. Bob Lazar is definitely uh, a highly intelligent individual with uh, a tremendous knowledge mm-hmm. of uh, various kinds of weapon systems. And definitely he continues uh, to conduct uh, business with uh, defense contractors indirectly uh, through his, um, uh, through his uh, website but uh he has been become a very important personal uh, pers- personality in so far as area 51 remember that area 51 has definitely become a cultural symbol mm-hmm. uh and it has become an important uh part of america's culture that that includes beliefs and research and studies and and so on and uh Uh, Area 51 is now deeply um, integrated in the uh, American uh, pop culture, and uh, therefore, it has created a lot of uh, misunderstandings. But the fact is, Area 51 is a humongous, humongous military uh, research, development, and testing complex in Nevada employing anywhere from from 1,800 to 2,200 employees, even at this moment, and uh, conducted by at least a dozen defense contractors such as Raytheon and uh, Boeing and Mm -hmm. Lockheed, uh, you know, General Atomics, and uh, you name it. There are about a dozen contractors present at this time in Area 51, and uh, it's really an open secret. It's one of the... Most open secrets in America, uh, and uh, but uh, the the, uh, the there is a lot of misunderstanding about Area 51. Now, the most the popular question about Area 51 is naturally: Is there any alien technology over there? Because Bob Lazar claimed in 1989 that he had worked on reverse engineering of uh, extraterrestrial craft over there at Area 51. Uh, by the way, let me explain to some of the audience that reverse engineering actually is a term that was invented by the military uh, to, to uh, uh, describe uh, working on uh, recreating the enemy's uh, uh, weapon systems and aircraft and so on. That's called reverse engineering. Uh, the term foreign technology division foreign technology has nothing to do with extraterrestrial technology foreign technology division basically means that the united states uh was interested in acquiring technologies of uh enemy na- nations uh during the uh, world war II and so on you know that's called a uh, foreign technology uh nothing to do with aliens mm-hmm. and reverse engineering means uh, re- just uh, recreating the enemy aircraft, such as the MiG aircraft that the United States acquired during the Cold War. Yes. And uh, so uh, these terminologies have mm-hmm. caused misunderstanding among some people. Now, my, my opinion is that Bob Lazar uh, was instrumental in the creation of the alien connection uh, to Area 51. That's the basic. Uh, premises that I have come uh, to, you know, all these sure. years, and there's nothing mysterious about Area 51, except that the Air Force has benefited from the association of this important military facility uh, with uh, with alien uh, technology, thus bringing an laughter curtain to this very important subject. I'm interested in Area 51 simply because it's part of our hard-earned tax dollars, mm-hmm. and we have every right to know what is really going on uh, with our hard-earned tax dollars at places such as this. And my main interest in Area 51 has always been... Uh, not about the secret programs or black budgets and so on, but uh, about uh, making sure that uh, our hard-earned tax dollars are not being used to create environmental hazards and destroying our environment. The biggest problem with any kind of black projects, programs, is how to take care of waste matters and waste materials, uh, chemicals, nuclear wastes, And all these items, Uh, in fact, uh, uh, they have not thought of, prior to creation of black projects, how to dispose of these uh, uh, substances. And now, it's kind of too late, as far as I'm concerned. They have had to uh, throw these matters into, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. into open spaces and uh, you name it. That's the biggest headache of American uh, Black Project programs.
1: Roswell, New Mexico seems to be the mecca for the UFO community. What, in your opinion, really did or did not happen at Roswell, New Mexico in
2: 1947? Well, Roswell was a location where uh, something went awry. Mm-hmm. And by something I'm talking about a military project going awry. Uh, the United States military has been conducting lots of uh, tests ever since 1945. After World War II, after World War II in 1945, uh, the U.S. brought hundreds and hundreds of German scientists and rocket engineers and also um biologists from Germany in a program called Operation Paperclip. And these hundreds of scientists and engineers and biologists came to New Mexico, and many of them were transferred to White Sands Missile Ranges, and some of them were transferred north to Los Alamos National Laboratories. But in the southern area, namely the White Sands area, uh, the United States military began to conduct many, many... uh, experiments with rocketry and uh, uh, other weapon systems. The Germans uh, were very smart in creating other kind of uh, you know aircraft, for example, the flying wing aircraft and prototypes of other aircraft. And it's my understanding and it's my belief also that the United States military acquired some of these from the Operation Paperclip, and so it's my opinion that many kinds of tests were conducted uh, in the American Southwest, and uh, possibly something went awry, and something crashed, and something, some accident took place, and the creation of the alien crash-landing story was a brilliant concoction uh, created, I believe, by the military uh, in my opinion, an highly advanced intelligent entities from highly advanced civilization from outer space would never have such thing as a physical crash. Uh, this is what, this is why I'm very highly skeptical about any kind of alien crash, alien spaceship crash, ever.
1: One of the one of the. Red flags when I did my investigation on the Roswell crash. Norio was was something that I haven't read in any book, or on any website, or when I've interviewed any of the researchers who claim to be experts on the Roswell crash. And as a former police officer, I found this very strange. You've got Jesse Marcel goes out to the Brazel Ranch. Picks up all this debris. He thinks he has something here that is strange, bizarre, and possibly not from this world because of the strange writing that was found on some of these pieces. What does he do? As the base intelligence officer, he should have just gotten into his Jeep, secured his evidence, and gone right back to the base and taken care of his evidence. But what does he do? He goes home. Wakes up his wife and kid and lets them play with the evidence. Then he takes it back to the base. To me, this is the part of the entire story that shows it has nothing to do with reality.
2: I agree with you totally, Rob. Uh, I have uh, really no interest Mm -hmm. in Roswell. Uh, There are many other locations in New Mexico where I reside that have more interesting, uh, you know, uh, matters. For example, uh, in northern New Mexico, uh, in Farmington, in, uh, you know, Socorro, New Mexico. There are many, many locations in New Mexico that uh, deserve more attention than Roswell. And uh, so, uh, I live in New Mexico right now. Mm-hmm. and. Even though I am retiring from any more researches or actively engaging myself in uh, UFO research, I'm still interested in these cases. For example, what happened on April 24, 1964, outside of Socorro, New Mexico, the famous Lonnie Zamora incident, uh, which is still not resolved. I'm interested in the 1950 incident over Farmington, New Mexico, whereby hundreds and hundreds of citizens witnessed for three days in a row, every day around noontime, hundreds and hundreds of silver, metallic, disk shaped objects maneuvering over the city. I'm interested in the allegation of an underground facility near Dulce, New Mexico. Uh, these are... I believe there are some basis for mm-hmm. these reports. And my conclusion, as well as the conclusion of the late Gabe Valdez, New Mexico State Highway P- P- uh, Patrol officer, is that there's nothing alien about these locations or these incidents, <clears throat> uh, especially when it comes to Dulce, New Mexico. I believe that uh, it is, there is a prosaic answer Uh, For example, to really summarize Dulce, I believe it was a temporary off-site aircraft test facility Mm -hmm. located just north of Dulce, right next to the Colorado border, and probably located in disguise right next to or inside a private ranch. Uh, When it comes to the Socorro incident of 1964, many naysayers... Uh, have come up with a story that this was a hoax created by some students of New Mexico uh, uh, you know, Institute of Technology, I guess uh, the New Mexico <laughs> uh, tech mm-hmm. students that created this uh, balloon and, and uh, deceived uh, Lonnie Zamora but uh, I don't believe that. I believe that uh, Lonnie Zamora incident was an incident that uh, deserves more scrutiny, and in fact, Dr. Alan Hynek uh, spent many, many hours and days actually with this case, and he put a stamp, official stamp of approval of the authenticity of this incident. The big question is whether uh, Lonnie Samara actually witnessed an extraterrestrial spacecraft or a spacecraft of some kind of our own. That's the the question. And as far as I'm concerned, Mm -hmm. uh, there are no extraterrestrial spacecraft of any kind. So the conclusion is that he had witnessed something from our government in 1964.
1: We've got about uh, 30 seconds left uh, in in this segment. Uh, Tell me, uh, Norio, what do you think Kenneth Arnold saw?
2: Kenneth Arnold saw uh, what appeared to be wedge-shaped or manta ray-shaped uh, object uh, flying over Mount Rainier, mm-hmm. and he never saw any flying saucer. He, he saw a uh, delta-shaped uh, object uh, floating or flying or skipping or over the mountain right. range, Mount Rainier, in 1947.
1: All right, Norio, please stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation Norio Hayakawa is my very special guest. This is his farewell broadcast. And uh, Norio, from everybody who's listening to the show and who has known you and respects you, we wish you well, my friend. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour of the Exxon with our very special guest, Norio Hayakawa. We'll be back. Don't go away. ExoNation, Norio Hayakawa is our special guest this hour. This is his farewell broadcast on radio. And um, he's going to keep his web, his website, uh, his Facebook page up, I should say, at facebook.com forward slash area51.us. First of all, Norio, again, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for your many years of research. And... Um, when it comes to reverse engineering, I, I, I have my own little, my own little way of, of disproving it when it comes to extraterrestrial craft from other planets. Here we are in the year 2014. We're still using old technology in our rockets. We're still spending months and months getting to Mars. If we did, in fact, have reversed engineering from extraterrestrial spacecraft, wouldn't this be incorporated into pl- into present-day rocketry? And wouldn't NASA be using this instead of spending billions upon billions upon billions to get to a dead planet?
2: Exactly. You hit it right on the nail. Yeah. Many of the items that we possess, uh, for example, uh, the SR-71 and so on, mm-hmm. and- uh, these aircraft are still, uh, uh, can still be used. And in fact, even though they retired, allegedly, F-117 uh, aircraft, Stealth, yeah. they still use them because, as you said, uh, if we ever had any kind of alien technology, we would, we would not be using these these conventional uh, things. Yep. And so uh, there is my... <laughs> as you said, uh, a proof that uh, we have not acquired anything extraordinary. You
1: know, plus, do you really think the extraterrestrials invented Tang? Now, come on, gang. <laughs> Listen, Norio, well, we're coming to the end of this uh, this hour very fast. Too fast, as a matter of fact. But I, I've got to throw you a oddball question. We're coming up to the month of November, and... It's known for two things. Number one, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald on Lake Superior, but also the assassination of JFK. Who do you really think killed JFK?
2: Well, it's a hard question. I am skeptical about the uh, orchestrated uh, conspiracy (laughs) by a a, a, a nefarious uh, uh, cabal of any group. Uh, You know, I haven't seen any uh, evidence linking to that, but I don't know. Uh, Conspiracy theories are part of America's culture. It's just as American as apple (laughs) pie. And uh, the fact that uh, Americans are fascinated with conspiracy theories is because conspiracy theories bring comfort to a lot of people. Uh, conspiracy theories bring comfort to those who are against the government in many ways and you know this is related to UFOs UFOs have become part of the conspiracy, the cover up and so on but as far as I'm concerned the government has not tried to intentionally cover up any uh, UFO uh, items uh, and uh, you know that's my honest opinion now I am a uh, Uh, definitely, uh, I believe that there is a possibility that uh, we are not alone in this universe. Most likely, we are not alone. Mm -hmm. I have told people hundreds of times. But yet, the main argument when it comes to UFOs is that there has to be uh, hundreds and hundreds of intelligent civilizations outside. So, you know, but this does not have anything to do with UFOs. Right. Because most... Uh, logical-minded astronomers mm-hmm. and scientists of the world uh, believe the possibility that there could be microbes and microorganisms sure. uh, in the universe in the space and even nearby earth Nor- but- oh I
1: hate to do this but we've run out of time I want to thank you so much for joining us I look forward to having you back on the show please don't be a stranger and thank you for all that you've done
2: thank you so much bye-bye
1: my friend we'll be back on the other side of this break don't go away